Welcome to Inventing Resilience, and I'm your host, Megan. Today I want to talk about empathy. What is it? How do you do about it? Um, I've spent a lot of time thinking about it um, in my life in general, and <laughs> talking about it with others. And it seems that there's like a large discrepancy in understanding of empathy. So what is it? How we use it? Um, and I will forewarn you that this goes on a few tangents, but hopefully it'll come together near the end, Okay starts with the basic thing, the definition, according to Merriam-Webster. The definition of empathy is the action of understanding, being aware of, being sensitive to, and vicariously experiencing the feelings, thoughts, and experience of another of either the past or present without having the feelings, thoughts, and experience fully communicated in an objectively explicit manner. Also, the capacity for this and the imaginative projection of a subjective state in an object so that the object appears to be infused with it. I have a friend that really struggles with empathy. Um, Ask how you can be empathetic without being someone's friend. The question itself shows a lack of understanding about what empathy is because it infers that you must be someone's friend or like them to empathize with them. Another friend and I were talking about the same subject and I was explaining empathy for those that are very different viewpoints. And she said that tolerate was the word she would use again. And I had to think that this is a bit misconceived. It is yet a common idea. To tolerate something is to just let it be. It is the lowest form of understanding. Um, whereas empathy requires that you step outside of yourself and put yourself in another's shoes. So, you know, that's talking about that vicariously experiencing. So it's like you are getting uncomfortable and trying to understand where someone's actually walking through, right? So empathy requires work and selflessness, and it's a skill that must be developed. Um, sorry, I'm going to go back and like, take it, and I do these in one shot, so that's why I'm not going to like edit it so that it's nice and clean. But um, I really want you to think about So right now in the world, um, what's happening between Russia and the Ukraine and um, at the borders that um, I know people will say, well, there's rules and that, you know, Ukrainians go first um, and all these students that are African and um, or where the idea of racism, um, I think, can happen, not systemic racism. That's different. That's a whole other problem and ballgame. But um, where racism happens is that people, if they're saying, I don't have like experiences to you, or when you listen to these news broadcasters that are talking about, you know, these are civilized people, these are people that are educated, these are people that are used to, there's this assumption that um, African people or people with brown or dark skin or Muslim people in Muslim countries, like those wars are different, right? And they're not, they're not different, right? And that shows a lack of empathy, and putting yourself in those people's shoes and the inability to say, what if I was that person, right? Outside of the fact that they have a different, you know, it doesn't matter 
um, if they have a different religion or they look differently, um, I still should have the ability to have empathy for these individuals and recognize right and wrong, right? So, okay, I'll go on. So empathy, so that to me was just like a very big example of our current climate and where we're in our inability to show empathy, right? Or where it's, it's, and I know people would say, and, and the idea that racism is rooted in being unempathetic to someone's struggle and understanding of what their life experience is. So empathy requires work and selflessness. It is a skill and skills must be developed and practiced to succeed. It requires that we step outside of ourselves and to try truly to understand someone and their actions. It is an important and I would say necessary skill in our humanity. And so again, like when we think about, you know, the climate of the world with the pandemic and with the, you don't have to agree. So what we're going to get further into that, um, with the pandemic and with the potential war in the, um, in Europe as long and, and wars that happen everywhere, um, that when we don't have this skill of empathy, um, we're then not, uh, maybe providing aid in the same way. We're not living in our most humane living with our utmost humanity as we possibly can. Um, as I previously explored in my sense of self, I'd like to say that my belief is that when you have a greater sense of self, a true, honest understanding of yourself, then you can have empathy. This is because you are aware of your own values, strengths, weaknesses, and hopefully are able to understand why you do the things you do, treat others the way you do, and act in a certain way. In turn, you can understand how complicated a single person can be and that they are a makeup of every event, every interaction, every trauma, every experience they've ever had, and that there is nature within them, good or bad, right? So, you know, we always talk about this like nature versus nurture part. And, you know, there are, I I will say there are, um, having experienced a lot of interactions with people, there are some people that are just inherently selfish. And I don't know if you can nature that out of that or nurture that out of them, or that's just who they are. They never grow out of it. Right. Um, and as a parent, you know, I know when I get triggered by things that are outside of my values that I see my children behaving like, you know, there's two reactions. Like I get a very strong reaction and I try really hard to like model and then like explain, Hey, is this how I would behave? Is this how we do? I'm sometimes I'm better than others. Sometimes I'm raising my voice more than I want to. Um, but I, I get a lot of people that say to me like, well, they're just kids. I'm like, well, but at what point are they not just kids? And then they're just adults who are assholes, right? Like, we need to model, we need to build the skill, we need to be empathetic. Um, and I will say like before, you know, my kids, I've been lucky enough and, um, you know, like uh, recently, this is, you know, my care, um, or like fucks to get if you listen to another uh, post that I read, my son's report card came in and um, literally the first two sentences, I was like, I don't need to read anymore, I'm good, <laughs> was... Um, boy gets along well with others and he truly cares and tries to do his best and be kind to those in his class. And I'm like, done. I like it. (laughs) I don't need to know anymore. So anyways, on the flip side, uh, with a lesser than or unrealistic, so we're talking about like sense of self, right? Sorry, I'm going to go back because I know I went on a little bit of a tangent. So welcome. Um, so really knowing yourself and knowing who you are. Okay. So on the flip side, having a lesser than or unrealistic or not entirely honest sense of self, 
you will find yourself not being able to be truly empathetic because often those who are unaware of themselves or their effect on others are unable or unwilling to put themselves in another's shoes. They believe that um, they are, like they, they think they do, right? But their lens is always on themselves. That's like that self-centeredness, right? And so that's a, that nature part I'm talking about, right? So you have to really understand like who you are, what your values are, and then like step outside of yourself to be able to practice empathy. So my first friend that I mentioned at the time she owned her own business, she does care about her employees. I believe like in her head, she believes she cares about them. However, she always expects them to act like her. And if they don't, uh, they're just wrong or they're lazy. And I've tried to implore her to think about what someone might need to be successful in their role. Like what information, what tools, what resources are required to do their role right. And also, so stop and say that not everyone is me. What if I knew nothing, was raised differently? What would I need to succeed? That last piece of the puzzle is what's holding, the last piece of the puzzle here is holding people accountable. So this is where she struggles the most. Because the thought process of being someone's friend or being nice or empathetic in this friend's point of view, or again, I would say like who had a lack of an honest sense of self, right? Being nice, empathetic to her means letting things go. This brings in the fact that having or showing empathy doesn't mean that you're giving up your expectations. It doesn't mean that you have to accept negative or hurtful behavior. What it means is that you're putting yourself in another's shoes and trying to understand why they did or didn't do the action. The next the next podcast I'll do, <laughs> I'm going to my accountability one next. So empathy requires that you step outside of your own like narcissism or self-centeredness and be willing to accept differences without judgment. Okay. Um, So putting yourself in another shoes and trying to understand why they did or didn't do an action. The second example where my friend and I were talking about different values was that of racism. And so I was telling a story about a conflict resolution class where my prof asked us to state something that was completely wrong. My example, like she said, like, you name something in this world that's just like wrong, that's just like not okay. (laughs) It's like, uh, being racist? (laughs) I was adamant that I could just never understand um, people that were racist. It's stupid. And my prof challenged me and she said, like, if I grew up with a family that held racist beliefs, if I had a little access to education and lived in a world um, in an area that those beliefs were validated because of the race I took uh, issue with were criminals or every interaction I have was negative, what would I believe? And like, it was an eye opener. If I'm 100% honest with myself, up until the age of 24, um, I myself had a tinge of racism, Right. It's that systemic part. So being born and raised in Calgary by all rights in a privileged family, I had no idea, no knowledge of residential schools or First Nations culture. When I started going to high school um, downtown and saw a lot of drunk natives, and I cringed to admit that this was a term used in 1999, I had very little empathy. And I was all, by all intensive purposes, racist or held racist beliefs. It wasn't until a friend of mine told me about the residential schools, which I initially genuinely couldn't believe existed. That's how crazy it seemed to me. But I looked into the history and opened my mind and my heart up to the circumstances, and I can now understand how messed up that thinking was. Now, I wasn't a bad person as a teenager. I wasn't blatantly racist. I I just didn't know. I genuinely didn't know. And it is possible that someone that we have met um, would have had a very negative viewpoint of me. They would think I was privileged. 
uneducated, and because being opinionated, unwilling to be open to new information and capable of change. And they would be wrong because they didn't use empathy to really get to know me. Was I in the wrong? A hundred percent, right? Um, and I'm very concerned with facts and I'm always open to learning. And so if you didn't know me, you wouldn't know that. Um, and I've since like written posts about accountability and how important it is um, for us to understand the issue with racism as well. And um, I still think about you know, this conversation with this prof and it's like, I didn't know, you know, I wish I'd stood up and said, no, you're wrong, right? Um, but at the time I was in a place where I was trying to work on my own empathy. And so I think you can be empathetic and still hold people accountable for their actions, right? So it was wrong. And like I said, it's, I cringe when I think about, um, my ignorance and my un, my lack of knowledge um, as in my teens and my early 20s and and I'm uncomfortable with it and that's okay because I should feel uncomfortable because it's more important when I think of my values um, for me to feel empathy towards the indigenous population and to understand and to see the situation in the truth that it was and how awful and, and egregious that it is um, than it is for me to feel comfortable, right? And um, that discomfort is where I'm able to learn. So um, my most personal use of empathy was towards my father. He was not an easy man, to say the least. He was an alcoholic, at times abusive, both verbally and physically. He broke my mother's nose, and I have this vivid memory of spending a night in the women's shelter watching Smurfs, and like countless verbal and emotional tales that he put me through as a kid. And, you know, as an adult, too. However, he was very generous, a great conversationalist. He's caring, intelligent, and good, if not a great doctor. I spent most of my life saying that I hate my father's actions, not him. That, to me, is empathy. I don't know what my father was like as a young parent. However, I do know that at the age of 27, he lost his first love, his wife, and the mother of his four children. All he was trying to do was complete medical school in a whole other city. Um... I will admit, so like I've had, I have a whole other post about my dad and a whole other cast, so you can listen to that, but I am admittedly not very compassionate towards addicts. However, I can find empathy. I always think that if it was me in my father's shoes, what would it be like? How would I have turned out? How would I have been able to finish medical school or would have self-medicated? Would I have self-medicated with alcohol? Could I have done better? I don't know. What I do know is that he did the best he could. To have a relationship with him, which is important to me. I need to try and understand him, but it doesn't mean I have to be okay with his behavior or his actions. I can call him out, I can take a break, and I can hold him accountable. So when I say this and I talk about compassionate for addicts, it's funny because, again, this post was written so long ago, and then now I've learned so much, and my viewpoint has changed because the system, when we look at, you know, systems and how we're able to set people up to succeed. Um, and I talk about my dad self-medicating and and my dad was a person in my life that I care about. So I showed empathy towards, and it's like, I know that I need to show that same empathy towards someone I don't know. Right. Um, and again, you can hold them accountable, right? So saying like, you are making a choice and I know, you're making this choice because there is a hole or there is a trauma or there is something you are trying to work out. And until our systems 
um, do enough supports socially um, for mental health or health in general, um, there's a lot of people who aren't able to get outside of addictions. So that's something that I've become um, a lot more understanding of. But to me, it was like my experience is that alcoholism and addiction created huge problems and a lot of hurt in my life, right? So, um, okay. So now I want to also mention that there is a difference between sympathy and empathy. So sympathy is to feel sorry for. Sympathy doesn't really add value when you're considering individuals. It makes sense for occasions like death or accidents or small things, but it doesn't help to feel sorry for someone. People are dynamic. They're capable of so much more. Empathy, on the other hand, does, because having empathy allows you to see through a lens that is different than your own. Sympathy may taint your reaction or elicit a it's okay reaction to negative behavior, whereas empathy can say it's not okay. I understand your reasoning or that these awful things happened. However, the corresponding behavior and reaction is or is not okay. And so I think, you know, this is super... Um, super, super important and things to think about when we look at the pandemic and the world in which we're living in right now. And that is that like people have very strong differing opinions, right? And um, I think a lot of people have a lot of, a lot, let a lot of things go. I am personally on the side of vaccinations and um, I was okay with restrictions and um, I but I feel like there's a lot of changes systemically that we need to do in society to make it function a little better um, and I feel like both sides um, on like the vaccine post or the freedom post or whatever are not necessarily showing the best empathy or there's parties that are that right so unfortunately i lost a friendship over um the pandemic who you know the person i've been friends with for over a decade um and quite close with has always not believed in vaccines right and you know i didn't agree with it, it was a conversation we didn't have very often um because to me it was like how can you not believe in vaccines but then have implants like you if you're saying i don't want to put something in my body that i don't know it's like this is just not um and it's like a whole other way to go about it and i i didn't have to understand but i was like you know what you're allowed to make your choice i believe you're allowed to make a choice and that's okay and it wasn't until she was like people are stupid this is stupid people are idiots for doing this they're just going to be so wrong and she blatantly couldn't show empathy and was being selfish so I was like I cannot do this anymore because at the end of the day like that to me is the core of vaccines or the core of the restrictions or you know um having conversations with another friend who didn't understand masks she's like well I'll just cough into my elbow you know and this was at the very start of the pandemic like this was like the first summer in 20 2020 and I was like well not everyone's that quick and we need to do it because like what don't you understand about like when you sneeze and that goes out and she was just like I just I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable and she just could not like it was like my comfort was more important than other people's health and safety <laughs> and so I think that that's like why I'm on the side that I'm on um but I can understand that I don't like them. Like, I don't like masks either. I'm very, um, 
uh, I'm not wearing a mask anymore. Where I am, the restrictions have been lifted, and I was happy to not have them anymore. <laughs> um, however, I um, do believe they work, and I'm not going to call people stupid or call them fear-mongering or call them names or think negatively about them if they still feel like they need to do that to be comfortable in this world, right? Um, Because that's okay. So that's where I'd say, like, we really need to work on that. Um, It's just saying, like, where is the empathy? And and this, these last two years have been, like, we've done a shit job at it. That's how I describe it. So, anywho. Um, I was having a conversation with someone, uh, whose youngest child, about their younger, youngest child. So he's high functioning autistic child with like a tactile sensitivity. Um, he was only a few months older than my middle child. And so I remember, um, we were talking about introducing foods and I really disagreed with what my, this person was feeding their son. So I'm a strict person when it comes to vegetables and my kids have always, um, I've always had a a rule that like veggies come first and then nothing else, right? Like I thought that was instilling proper eating habits, okay? I didn't stop to think that something might be stopping him from eating, right? Like this uh, person's child. I didn't realize the stress it was causing her. And I immediately thought that she just wasn't up for the fight. However, in her child's case, because it hadn't been diagnosed, it really wasn't anything she could do. It was just his particularities, his brain function, the way that he works, and it was that that was making it impossible. Like, he was not capable, right? So in our conversation, um, this friend mentioned that she met a new group of people that didn't know about her son's autism, and they remarked that they really couldn't see a difference in him compared to others. And this had been a relief because her whole family, me included, when the diagnosis came out, were like, yes, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And I felt awful because I realized that we were that we thought we were being, what we thought was empathy was actually sympathy, right? I thought things like, I'm so glad my child is, um, was my kids were good eaters, right? Or it must be so hard for her. Instead of asking like, why do you think he's struggling? Or how does he feel? Or why does he react like that? Can you see the difference? So I felt sorry for her and for the situation. And that didn't help. Whereas if I had had empathy and tried to explore it a little bit more, maybe she would have been able to um, find some resolution. And she has, so we're good. But um, just wondering if you can see the difference. So the shift from judging and sympathy, because judgment and sympathy kind of go hand in hand, to trying to understand and accept a person all in. There are days where you're going to get empathy right, and there's days where you aren't, and that's okay. Again, empathy is something that takes time and practice and is a skill. Empathy is not agreeing. It's not letting go. It's not sympathy. It's truly understanding each person as an individual. It is respect. Tangent for another day. So the next time you encounter, no matter how small, whether it's being interrupted during a conversation, having someone share your secret, seeing a child with having a tantrum, dealing with a difficult customer, or anything, try and put yourself in their shoes. Stop breathe, step outside yourself, and if you don't have all the information to understand, ask. Empathy is seeking to understand. It's seeking um, to understand. In seeking to understand, you become more, more open, more curious, more caring, more kind, more genuine, more knowledgeable, more able, just more. Because empathy can change the world, and yes, I know this is a big, bold statement, but it's true. (laughs) 
So I think it's a must. And I'll go back again, just, you know, I've, I think I've gone through this a little bit more and I think I can dive into it a little bit more, but not right now. Um, but yeah, so like, let me know what your thoughts on empathy, if you've ever struggled, if you've ever um, thought I need to, I don't, or like, do you find yourself saying, well, I can only be empathetic with those that are like me? And again, like, I think that that's been our biggest, biggest struggle the last two years is that people have doubled down and said, I can only be empathy, empathetic without me. And so that doesn't mean that you don't hold people accountable. That is going to lead me to my next cast, uh, podcast episode. I hope you join me then. Thank you. <laughs> what do you value? What drives you to do? You can't find it and you're not sure you have it. Invent your own resilience. Just today is a good day to be who you're meant to be.